Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 41 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. So today is a podcasting first for me. I have my very first threesome. That's right. Two guests and me equal three. I have the lovely, talented ladies from Seltzer Squad podcast, Jess and Kate. Today, Jess, Kate, and I, we talk about it all. We talk about how to make new friends in sobriety and basically just navigating through a new life of sobriety. These girls are hilarious, raw, open, and real. So let's get into it. Summer is just around the corner. Warmer weather, patio season, barbecues, friends, family, vacations, you name it. I am also so excited to announce that registration for group coaching is now live. For me, summertime was always the hardest time to get sober and stay sober. I felt that summertime was just a long extended happy hour. And I was supposed to have fun and be relaxing and enjoy myself. I didn't know how to do that without booze. I had no clue. Now I know what you're thinking. Summer is super busy, schedules, trips, yada, yada, yada. I get it. It's 2019. We're all busy. But my hunch is being busy is why you're here in the first place. Being busy, helping everyone else but yourself. So who's going to help you? Well, that's what group coaching is all about. We're here to support, inspire, and motivate each other. Don't you think you deserve an hour and a half a week to work on yourself? I mean, you're taking time out of your schedule to listen to this podcast. Why not put the work in on you? Every week, we meet for an hour and a half, and you can access through your phone or computer. You will have homework, actionable solutions to help you thrive in your recovery, to make this your best summer yet. In fact, right after you sign up, you will receive an email with your first exercise. I'm not playing around. So if you want community, personal development, and to rock your recovery and have the best summer ever, 
Reserve your spot now. I'm so excited for you, and I'll see you in group. Oh my god. Okay, this is a first for me. This is like my first threesome with you guys. <laughs> and what oh, better? Not my first, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what better to do it than with the Seltzer Squad girls? Hi, girls. Yay. <laughs> hey. Hi. How are you? How this are is you? my first sober threesome. Ooh, yes, okay. that's fair. Cool. That's fair. <laughs> Perfect. I like that. We have a first going on. Um, how are you guys doing? You guys are in, in New York, right? Yeah. Well, we're technically in New Jersey right now, but yeah, we both like okay. work in New York. I'm moving back to New York, but technically New Jersey. We're across the river. Across the river. Okay. Cool. I mean, like, same thing. It's close enough. I know. I just don't want to piss anyone off. Like, you know how, like, the Jets say they're from New York, but they're actually in New Jersey? Same shit. So, yeah. But yes, New York, tri-state area. Yeah, we're in the area. Sweet. Awesome. So, I want to get right into it. Like, I want to hear each of your stories, if you have some interesting recovery stories. Um, who Who wants to go first? Okay, I think you should go first since you got sober first. Okay. Kay. So I Kate, start had, us off. This is Kate. Hi, I'm Kate. Um so I've had a really extreme relationship with alcohol basically since I started drinking when I was a teenager. I grew up in a okay. uh, in an alcohol-free home. So I wasn't really Ooh. ever I never really saw responsible drinking model. It was just kind of like a naughty thing you you steal alcohol from your friends' parents and you drink as much of it as you can in the fastest amount of time to get drunk. And that was kind of what I learned, which is, you know, essentially binge drinking culture. So I spent most of high school doing that into college and never really, never really learning to moderate, never really seeing that behavior at all. It was just kind of drink as much as you can till you throw up or black out, which was kind of my MO. Um, Fast forward, you know, 15, yeah, fast forward, you know, 15 years and I was still kind of trying to manage that as an adult. I was, you know, going out for happy hour drinks and blacking out and I was bartending and it was more socially acceptable to black out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just this never ending cycle of anxiety and depression and drinking and feeling good and blacking out and doing stupid shit. and. You know, it didn't really dawn on me until I was in therapy in my mid-20s that I even had a drinking problem. It had literally never occurred to me until a a therapist kind of said, you know, would you try – what have you tried moderating? And I had never – that was not in my vocabulary. And so I tried moderating and realized I couldn't do it. And then that's kind of when recovery became like a a hint for me of just like – something I Googled a little bit more often and it took me, I don't know, four years, I guess, to really try sobriety for real. And I did it for a year and thought I was cured. So I, was <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I didn't drink at all. And then I was like, Oh, I've conquered this. And okay. then drank for, I think around another year before my life became massively clear that I could not be a drinker anymore. And so I got sober again. And okay. in that time, I mean, what? Jess and I, Jess and I have known each other for a long time. We've both been mm-hmm. sober and not sober. And yeah. the second time around, we decided to do it together, supporting each other. Wow. That's so awesome. 
What made you the first time when you got sober? What made you think that you conquered it? I don't, I mean, I remember, so I got sober on my, uh, I think, 26th birthday. And when I turned 27, okay. I sell a, I had a Bellini and I was like, oh, uh -oh. Like, I must have like figured this out. You know, I can drink responsibly. Yeah. I think I thought at that point I had mastered moderation because I had just gone without it for so long. And Did you just have the one okay. Bellini? I think I had the one Bellini at breakfast and then, yeah. Wow. I didn't have like, I didn't have like an episode for a while. Okay. I always tell people it was like, it's, it's creeps, like, a, yeah. yeah, it's like, you just never know when it's going to fucking happen. Yeah. So, you know, I mm -hmm. think after the first post sobriety year event, I was like, oh, okay. And then it was just very hit or miss before I realized again, like, no, this just has to be a forever thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like drinking roulette. Yeah. hundred. Like I <sighs> yes. tell people that it's like mental math, like. You know, you mm. can have two drinks to get a buzz, but then there's that, like, you go into the bathroom and you're, like, looking at yourself in the face, like, well, I can either stop drinking now, <laughs> which is unlikely, or I can continue <laughs> drinking and black out. And yeah. I remember having many of those moments. And then you just kind of go, fuck it. And yep. you go out and you get hammered. Yeah. That was, like, the mental math like, of it all for me. Yeah. Like, come at me, bro. Like, let's do yeah. this. Go big or go We're home. We're fucking doing it. Like, I'm yeah. already, like, buzzed. Yeah. May as well get wasted. Exactly. Yeah. Be like, fuck it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, my so, God. Yeah. That fuck it button. Okay. So <laughs> then your second round, you you guys my both got sober? second round, I had or, to be. Oh, tell me. So I got sober for my one year off. And in that time, okay. you stopped drinking. So we were sober. We had like a little sober. I think we over. had one overlap. Yeah. It's it's hard to remember. And then I relapsed and you got sober. And then I relapsed. Yeah. But you were I still sober. sober. And then I got sober again, but you were had remained sober this yes. time. Yes. Because she's been sober for what, like four years now? It, three? I just four? had three years in February. Okay. Yeah. Woo. And I'm, uh, yeah. And I am like, I, I have to check my app, but I am not back at a year yet. Almost though. Actually, I, I don't know why I just said back. Yeah. I never got to a year. <laughs> I just straight up lied to you guys accidentally. <laughs> but yeah, I'm still under a year. Okay. Yeah, I think when I did sobriety the second time, I knew I had to get serious. And, you know, I did the whole mm. thing the therapy, the AA, the fucking meditation, the visualism, like anything that I was supposed to do. Like, I was so lonely in my first time getting sober. It was just. I think it was very pink cloud. It was very like, you know, I just had to cut everything off. I felt so lonely that the second time around, I knew I had to do it differently to create some sort of support system for sure. Yeah. So what did that look like? In the beginning, it was still me hiding and going to AA meetings because I wasn't really ready to tell people I was sober again. Um, and okay. I really wasn't that ready to tell people until you and I got together really. And oh, really? Kind of felt more confident about it, but like a little um, partner. Yeah. My little accountability. <laughs> partner. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of therapy. It was a lot of journaling and it was just kind of, you know, it was like very low key getting support. Okay. I don't know. I didn't do like okay. sponsor or anything like that, but I did do like groups. I went to like women's groups and things like that. And anything that was kind of in the mm -hmm. health and wellness space, I kind of tried to do that a little bit more than traditional AA okay. every day. Okay. Um, and then, 
so that that worked for you yeah it 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 was just it was so much more liberating to to hear other people's stories and to kind of be in a place where mm. I could express myself to get that like first grip of sobriety under your belt to where you feel stronger because like in the beginning you just kind of feel like a baby deer with no legs you know you're just like who the fuck am I what am I fucking doing yeah. this is weird you have to do you know you're trying everything on with a sober lens you're doing everything again for the first time and so yeah, yeah I really clung to I really clung to those meetings and therapy because I also really thought something was wrong with me. Like I was really in a shameful place and I thought that that's where you go. Huh. If you're like that kind of person, which I don't believe anymore, but I just in thought that like, bad what do you mean time. if I go to AA? Like, bad, well, yeah, it's just the AA, stigma, right? Problem. So yeah. That's where you go. And so I had kind of like, you know, with my tail between my legs, like went to meetings. Cause I thought that that's, you know, Right. You were just ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. I get that. Do you think that had something to do with how you were raised? Like with being in a household where yeah, alcohol about was how considered we just bad never or naughty? talk about any of our problems? <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Just sweep it under the rug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, you know, nobody has any problems. Everything is all fine here for sure. <laughs> Your yeah. accent just came out. Oh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're all fine here. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I remember my dad telling me my, his father was an alcoholic, but that was like, oh. he was just like, don't drink. You could turn into an alcoholic. It was like this very like, you know, thinly veiled threat. He didn't go into it. He didn't say anything about right. it, but he was just like, you know, alcoholism runs in our family, but we, I didn't even know what that was. Like we never talked about it. I so. feel like the word alcoholic has, is such like a dirty word. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. And I feel like it still is, but I totally. mean, I do believe it's changing. Mm -hmm. I personally don't love the word because it has such a negative connotation, mm -hmm. but I think the more people, you know, speak out about it, you know, there's more podcasts. I think that that word is kind of losing its stigma a little bit, which is nice. So okay. like you growing up, the word alcoholic was like, he's a bad guy, yeah. you know? totally shit bag yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think of like a drunk uncle like who's like homeless mm -hmm. or like kind of like living yeah. on the streets yeah like, oh yeah always is like dirty yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah totally like we don't totally. we don't invite oh him to christmas yeah. alcoholics are always homeless <laughs> yeah in my, in my mind stereotype for sure absolutely they're Mine never women too. which is weird no always guys never. always older guys yeah always weird yes men. With like weird kind yeah, of like sporadic is. beards, like like a oh, very yeah, overgrown sure. like five o'clock shadow, but it's like whoa, yeah. Like, and they're no, always you can't like wearing like shave. dirty beige. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're always wearing yes. like dirty beige pants, <laughs> like khaki pants or something. <laughs> yes. Like there's no color. He doesn't wear blue. There's no starch starch no. happening on that no. guy. No Not color. a no. chance. <laughs> He's got a hat. Oh. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I did have like a drunk uncle, but he was more of an addict uncle and he actually passed mm -hmm. out one Christmas. We were at the table and he passed out in <laughs> his food. Oh my God. And we're like, oh. holy shit. <laughs> yeah. It was that's I mean, something it's funny I now, do. but like, whoa. right, but not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's very dramatic. In, There's in, a, yeah, for sure. There's a video of me passing out in a pile of nachos at a bar. Oh, someone's wow. drunk uncle. I'm, I am someone's drunk uncle. You're, 
<laughs> Were you wearing beige pants? No, I was wearing, well, it doesn't really matter, but it wasn't beige. It was not a good look. I don't know what I was thinking at the time, but there's a lot of fringe happening. A lot of fringe that's like in Chile. Yeah. yeah it was, oh it was my God. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Okay. So alcoholic, kind of a weird word, kind of a weird term. Like how would you label yourself if you had to? Mm. I, I think I've said before that I only bust out the alcoholic word if, like, someone's really fucking not getting that I'm not having a drink with them. Mm. If they're like, come on, come on, come yeah. on, then I'm like, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. But you, I feel you like know? you don't always do that because you even said how your coworkers. <laughs> no, but you were saying. But I've never had to bust it out. They've never pushed me that far. Okay. I'm like, dude, okay, I'm gotcha. alcoholic, leave me alone. Where it's like you almost, like, say that you have, like, cancer or something where you're like. I can't. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, okay. I mean, I, I think I just told people I had a drinking problem or have a drinking problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I, yeah, I don't really call myself an alcoholic or addict. Yeah. Or addict. Yeah. 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 I, I, I it's only funny. say, Neither do I. yeah, I say the word alcoholic if I'm being facetious. Like there is, I mentioned this before on our podcast, there was a bartender at the airport who was trying to push alcohol on me at like fucking 8 a.m. or something, like three times Whoa, in like one minute. Dude. Yeah. He's like, Are you, he's like, you look like you need a shot. And they're like, first of all, rude. Mm-hmm. Second of all, yeah. <laughs> like it's 8 a.m. And I was like, I'm good. Thanks. And then I asked, I ordered like an orange juice. And then he's like, are you sure you don't want some Tito's in that or some uh, Prosecco or whatever? And I'm like, no. And then there was yeah. like the third time. And then I was like, dude, I'm an alcoholic. Like, I usually just do it to make people feel stupid, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're going to keep like, on going, buddy, like, I too can play yeah. that game. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I also typically don't really use that word. I usually say the same thing. I'm like, I have a drinking problem. Um, mm-hmm. I drank all mine already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I can't quit. <laughs> yeah. That's not. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, I know um, someone that we know. She uses the word addict. Hmm. Addict. Okay. Um, I don't like that word either. I feel like that's even like scarier than alcoholic. Although I, I am. Yeah, because that implies like drugs. <laughs> yeah, I feel which like I implies like, like serious drugs. Exactly. Yeah. Which uh, again, I personally have issues with that as well, but I still don't like that word. Okay. So I, I also say the same thing. I just say, oh, I can't. I have a drinking problem. Yeah. Okay. What do you say? I say that I'm so much cooler when I don't drink. Mm. Ah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm way cooler. And it's true. Like, I am. Yeah. Way cooler. Way nicer. Like, no. So much nicer. Yeah. Full on. For sure. Richer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. More high. And all aspects of my life. I'm sober. Right. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll just say I'm yeah, sober. Yeah. Yeah. That also gets that point I mean, across. And it's more of a positive than a negative as far as like sober yeah. and alcoholic means the same thing. It's like a happy but, alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. I oh, mean, cool. I wear a necklace. I'm sober. I have it under control. Yeah. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a yeah. cool mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, I wear a necklace also most of the time that says like sober. Like you know those those oh, like na- those like carry necklaces yeah. like from Sex and the City. Yes, but mine says oh, sober. I want to copy you. It's oh, so like cute. Don't talk to me. 
<laughs> oh, I want one. <laughs> I love that. I'll give. I'll, really I'll send cute. you one. I'll send you one. Um, they're oh, so God, cute, it. and it's like it's like the best conversation starter ever. It's amazing. Oh. Well, like, I guess you probably only I, meet sober people that way, right? Or no? No, I, I mean, every, like a lot all of curious ones. Yes, I'm so all curious. walks of life. All walks of life. At, even at the dog park. Like, people mm-hmm. are like, oh, like, that's a cool necklace. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, are you? <laughs> How are do you, you pronounce your I'm name? Like, yes. So? Sabre? Sabre? Yeah. Yeah. Then they're like, are you sober? I'm like, yeah, totally. And yeah. then it like, literally just opens up, like, a really cool conversation. Like, I've never had huh. anyone be like, oh, like, that sucks. Like, it's always, like, (laughs) people just, like, want to relate to it because I think everyone has, you know, someone in their life who is either, like, sober or should be sober or, you know, gone through treatment or something. Or, like, wants to be sober or sober curious, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's awesome. So, I think I like it. Like, I don't mind talking about sobriety at all. Yeah, I I don't mind it either. Welcome it. Yeah. I welcome it. Like, I do oh, now. I wasn't always that way, though. Yeah. No. No. Why? Kind of like, I don't know. I think I I had like a lot of shame around my sobriety for a long time. Okay. Like, I always said I was shame that, about like, being sober. Or shame yeah, about having well, a, shame issues about with alcohol. Being sober because I had issues with alcohol. I okay, so it just all like, reverts back. Mm. Yeah. Because then you know, like people are like, "Oh, you're sober. You're no fun." Mm. Like, right I'm like you jokes on you i'm no fun regardless yeah. like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love that that's so funny okay so i think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023 say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies made with ashwagandha root l-theanine gaba chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. 
Visit betterhelp.com slash ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. Uh, Jess, let's talk about your recovery. Yes. Okay. Start us off. Kick uh, us off. Cliff, no- Cliff Notes version. Let's see. Um, so I grew up in a house with... Um, my uncles were both drunks. My, uh, grandfather was, you know, also an alcoholic. And my mom did not drink, um, because she grew up around it and she mm-hmm. hated it. You know, she was always like cleaning up their messes, so to speak. And, mm-hmm. um, I never had an interest in drinking. I never drank in high school. In fact, I like looked down upon it. And then when I was, I guess, like 18, maybe 19, I went to like a Broadway show and I was with my boyfriend who I ended up uh, later marrying and he went up to the bar and got me a Stoli Cranberry. And I was Ooh. like, oh, okay. Ooh. And <laughs> um, that was that was all it took. I had a couple okay. of those and I was like, this is amazing. Like, I just <laughs> liked the way it made me feel. And then slowly we just kind of became together, like heavier drinkers, heavier, heavier, heavier. And then when mm-hmm. we moved um, to Brooklyn, because we were originally back out on Long Island, we were just constantly at the bars because in the city, like, that's what you do. You just meet at, you meet out at the bars, you hang at the bars. And yeah. um then it became it it no longer became like drinking for fun it became just routine and like what you did and um i just it, it wasn't i don't know it was just like i always wanted to be drunk and you know i have issues with uh depression anxiety and that helped you know escapism you know textbook stuff and yeah. um and that's pretty much that. After that, I, I mean, I became a monster when drinking and okay. especially like if you were in a relationship with me, I'm sorry. Uh, and then <laughs> I would say fast, fast forward. Public service um, announcement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's okay. I'm single. No one's interested. It's fine. Uh, so I, <laughs> a few years later, I, I guess I just, I don't remember what made me want to get sober. Well, nothing made me want to get sober. I think that I probably like just realized drinking wasn't working for me. And um, okay. I was bartending now because obviously I was like, well, I need to get a job in a bar. Um, so right. You drink for free. You barely work. At least I. lifestyle is acceptable. Oh, <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, okay. Right. And my, my mom got nervous that I was bartending too, because she was like, Oh, I don't know. Like being around so much alcohol, but I kind of hit it obviously as one does. And so I would just, you know, I think I worked like two nights a week in one day shift. So I had so much time to just be wasted and I would just wake up, take my dogs, go to the bar that I worked at on my days off and just get shit faced, go home, go to sleep. Do it again. Order the next order, yeah. Right. yeah, and then just like it was just the cycle. Um, and then you know, I don't remember exactly like sober, like getting sober, but there were just pockets like here and there, like or I'm gonna mm-hmm. do a week off. And honestly, I don't know if I ever made those like little mini goals that you're like, I'm gonna take two weeks. And in hindsight, if you're like 
um, like what's the word, uh, challenging yourself to not drink for t- two weeks, you have a fucking problem. And, yeah. um, I mean, I, I think, and so fast forward again to la no, not last year. What am I talking about? Um, August of 2017, mm-hmm. um, I had gotten in a really bad fight with my ex. Um, and that's when I woke up and I'm like, I need to make, I need to seriously do this. Um, my relationships mm-hmm. got very, 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 very toxic, they, like physically abusive. Um, and the last thing that happened, you know, the cops were called like just very abusive, violent. And I woke up yeah. the next day and I was just so depleted and just so numb from everything. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And so I quit and I did, I did a pretty good try. Um, but I would say around like eight or nine months in, I, I am like, I'm going to test myself and have a drink with dinner because everyone else was having, you know, drinks and mm-hmm. I did it. And same like, like, Kate, I didn't get wasted. So I was like, Oh, maybe I, maybe I got this down. The monster doesn't do yeah. that right away. Yeah. It no. It, yeah. Also, yeah. no one else wanted to go out after dinner mm-hmm. with me. If they had, that would have probably been a different story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, so yeah. And then I started drinking again and then finally, luckily there wasn't like a big to do that happened. I just realized I'm like, I am I'm not enjoying this. I'm poor again. Mm. This is pointless. I'm only drinking out of being bored and out of like a lack of something to do. And then that's when I got sober again this time. However, when I did it last time in 2017, I didn't change my behavior. I still went out to the bars every single night and I still did drugs. I did a lot of cocaine. And, um, so I felt like, well, I can just not drink, but then I'll just do Coke and I'll still feel like I'm like having fun. And then I ended right. up just doing a lot of cocaine because <laughs> I, you know, as I was like, well, and, um, and what is then, that even uh, like doing like Coke on its own? Like I've never, ever oh my God. Did Coke with you when I was sober. I know. I remember that at the wedding. I was like, you're sober. You're like, no, you're like, but it's just Coke. <laughs> Uh, what is it like sober? <laughs> it's, it's stupid. It's so stupid yeah. because like you just want to talk to people and then they're just drunk. So they're just repeating themselves and you're like, Oh my God, I want to shake you. I just want to talk. I want to run. Ah, and then, yeah. and then you're like lying in bed, like fuck, 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 fuck. I can't sleep. Fuck. And then I started snorting Xanax to help come down from the cocaine. Um, yeah. which is something I had never done. I, I had never, um, abused Xanax. I have a prescription and I had never abused it until like, when I was doing my Coke stint and mm. um, yeah. So this time I realized I have to make a complete life change. Like you're not going to go to the bar all the time. You're not going to do drugs. Um, you need to change everything because for me getting sober didn't just mean cutting out alcohol. It means changing my yeah. whole entire life, my whole routine, my everything. It's almost like for me when someone like, wants to quit their job and go into a different, like a whole different profession and make a huge life change. That's kind of what like getting sober Mm -hmm. is to me because nothing's the same really. Mm -hmm. And you have to be Mm -hmm. prepared for that and to like mourn your old life in a way. Like I'll always get FOMO in certain situations, but like 
that wasn't working for me. And I know it sounds right. cheesy and like lifetime movie, but like truly like I'm so much happier sober. And when I had my relapse, I realized, I realized that. So for me, I'm very grateful that I relapsed because it made me realize that all the FOMO and all of that, I wasn't really miss it. It showed me like, okay, I did it again. It's not what I like romanticized it to be. And mm-hmm. that's, I think, what helped me actually stay more sober this time and not be tempted. And now I don't even enjoy going out, like, at all. So, I mean, here and there, sure. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, uh, I am so much better off. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> in our pajamas. In our, in our uh, pajamas, yeah. On a Tuesday. Oh, I'm in my pajamas, too. <laughs> One o'clock. <laughs> uh, yes. <Woo. laughs> Awesome. Amazing. Um, I love, I love how you describe that as like changing a job, like having a whole career change. And it's totally true. Do you think? Yeah. That the, it's like that, a that's 180. That's why people are, yeah. Like, do you think that's why people are scared to actually get sober? Because it is, well, like, it's no bullshit. It's Kate's shaking her head. Yes. I think so. I think, I think when you think about getting sober, you know, you like, know you have to change your whole life, but you're not really ready for all those things. And what I think people yeah. don't realize is that that happens gradually. You don't just like, yeah, I'm opposite. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't realize that until I was in the thick of it. I think they, mm. for me, I don't think that I really realized what a change it it is, but that's just from my personal right. experience. Well, I think like my first year of like trying to quit or quitting and then realizing I was cured was like, yeah, the second time around, I had to do it much differently. Like I did have to change my whole life yeah, because it was, it was really lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, I was just like all alone by myself. For me, it was always such a crutch. It just was something that went hand. It's like, you know, a like peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Like that's me. I'm peanut butter. Alcohol is like, we just went together. So like thinking of like, Oh God, I have a wedding coming up. Like, how am I going to do that sober? Like it was more of those yeah. little things like my friend's birthday. I'm like, how am I going to do that sober? And that's why yeah. I kept putting it off. I was like, all right, well after that trip, after this vacation, right. after this party, after that wedding, then I'll get sober and you can always find excuses, but totally. I think for me, yeah. it was like that it was like, how am I going to get through X, Y, and Z sober? And I'm like, ah, I just won't. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG 
at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. You know. (laughs) So what did you do? Like, what did you, what kind of like changes did you make? Did you like substitutions or like, what does that even look like? Ooh, that's I feel a- like Domino's should just be like the official sponsor <laughs> for anyone getting. I just fucking ordered Domino's. Person. Yeah, I feel like in the beginning, I spent so much time in bed with Netflix and Domino's, mm-hmm. and okay. that's okay. And then you get a little depressed because that's what you're doing. Um, I mentioned yeah. in one of our episodes, honestly, trying to get off social media a little bit on like Friday nights, Saturday nights. That's I think really good because that's when I would get the most FOMO was seeing everyone's okay. stupid Instagram videos, even though they look yeah. stupid, but it's like, Oh, I, I could be doing like, that's mm-hmm. five minutes away from here. You know, like it was this yeah. the social media that really you gave me like you're losing your relevance as a person. Oh yeah. And you really find oh, out who your true friends are. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I'm not going out. If I'm not here, am I still relevant as a person, as a friend, yeah. as a whatever? Especially when people Mm -hmm. don't text you or, Mm -hmm. you know, we always talk about how your phone kind of stops ringing Mm -hmm. for a little bit and that sucks. But, um, I think that going to therapy has been a really big part for me. Um, and then kind of honestly us doing, getting together and doing our podcast has helped tremendously because it keeps me accountable sure to be honest. Yeah, Uh, totally. You know, you kind of like, Hey, I have a sober podcast as you're wasted, like telling people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't really, yeah, I can't really promote that at a bar. <laughs> yeah. I think that just the, the thought of like forever, like I could never have another drink is, has, yeah. was always like really daunting to me totally. and it's not as much anymore. Sometimes. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. mostly no. It's also like breaking a habit, right? Like it just takes time to break the habit of the routine of like, oh, on Fridays, I used to go here on Saturday mornings. We yeah. used to go to brunch here. And it just takes time to like rewrite new things to fill that time. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah. I remember it'd be like all you can eat and all you can drink on Monday nights here. And mm. every Thursday I would go to the liquor store and buy <laughs> 4,900 <laughs> bottles of wine for the weekend. And, you know, I think once you just start plugging in other shit to do, yeah. then it yeah. kind of like fades away a yeah. little bit. I think I right. like threw myself into work a little bit mm-hmm. more and I just, I went to a lot of movies. I got myself that AMC Stubbs premiere uh, A-list members oh, card. Oh, yeah, to, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I just, I would go to like a lot of movies and shit, honestly. And always, I always yeah. go out to eat and I just continue doing that. Um but yeah, I think it's just like little things that you kind of substitute uh, from drinking and it eventually – it's not easy, but it I feel like – Yeah, I mean – sucks at the beginning. Yeah. Because you're like learning to do everything all over again. But right. there is like – there is so much strength and power in that once yeah. you kind do of it. not get to the other side because I don't know if there is another <laughs> side. But once you kind of just get a little bit more steady in doing those other things, then you're like, oh, like – Getting sober is literally the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. in context of like, you literally have to change everything about your life. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Did you guys lose a lot of your friends or did you? Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Definitely. hundred percent. Yes. That's a yes. Hard yes. Yes. Me too. (laughs) But how do you, how do you make new friends? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. Can you tell me? Oh my God. I'm currently courting somebody at yoga. You're courting someone? Courting friends at yoga. <laughs> and I've been thinking oh about it a God. lot because we get this question all the time of how do you make friends? And it's like, oh so my I, God. If this year I decided that I'm like a, I have scoliosis. So I, I have really bad back okay. pain. And I was like, okay, I need to start doing fucking something and stick with it. So I picked yoga. Mm-hmm. So I picked a yoga studio close to my house and I just Perfect. started going. I just, that was my only rule was just, Go three times a week to the easiest class that you can go to. So I've just been showing up. That's it. And consistency is really hard for me. Consistency is something that I struggle with all the time. So I'm like, just show up. So there's this cool girl there. She works (laughs) at the front desk. Her name is Chelsea. Shout out to Chelsea. You're probably not listening. Um, Hey, Chelsea. Exactly. So Is she sober that you know of? She's not sober. Okay. She doesn't know that I'm sober. Okay. So she definitely is probably not listening to a sober podcast. Probably not. But she's in the yoga realm. So you never know. Okay. You never know. She's cool. Like, you know, we've made like small talk and chit chat. And then one week I came and she said that she found me on social media. Oh. Oh, so she might know. Oh yeah. So like she I can tell does. she's interested, you know. <laughs> she's interested, I'm interested. And now it's like if you could see the faces that she's making, they're so like sexual. <laughs> like, <laughs> no sexual feelings like that. but I'm like I feel like this is really like on a very miniature level how you make a friend. It's like you talk to them, totally. you realize you have things in common and now it's like I feel comfortable enough to be like Stalk them on social. Yeah, I can stalk her on social. (laughs) And like, if, if slash when we run into each other again, you know, like we've said, like, we've just talked about things and we have a lot in common. And, you know, she's referred me to some places in Jersey City to check out that I've never even heard of before. Oh, that's cool. Like, hey, girl, you want to go together? Yeah. It's like, hey, do you want to get a tea? You know, like, (laughs) it is kind of like dating because you do have to like have that initial put yourself there moment. But yeah, it's it's, being vulnerable. I can tell she's interested. Like she wants to know me more. I want to know her more. And I'm like, you're gonna be I'm like, Chelsea. Face. You're gonna be my fucking friend. I'm gonna make you be my friend. This is amazing. I'm here for it. I can't wait to see what Chelsea looks like. I'm taking a fucking yoga class. <laughs> she's so cute. You love her. <laughs> um, for me, oh I don't know. I still don't have that many friends. Um, I'm taking applications okay. for friends. No. Uh, let's see. I have a a friend. Lena and she introduced me to her friend Kate, a different Kate. And uh mm-hmm. Kate started following our, you know, like my social media, and then she started following the Seltzer Squad Instagram. And mm-hmm. I didn't she wasn't sober when I first met her, but then she made that transition, I guess. And she Oh and we would like yeah, we would like DM and stuff. Sometimes it was Kate and Kate, sometimes it was me and Kate because we both run our uh, our account together. And I don't remember what happened, but she was like, do you want to hang out sometime? And I'm like, okay. And she's like, do you want to like come over and make Christmas cookies? I'm like, sure. And then we became like <laughs> instant friends. That's what I mean. It takes like the first weird. Yeah. And I like yeah. was totally going to bail. I was like, nah, I don't know. This is weird. But I went and oh my God, I love her. She's like one of like my best friends I've ever had. Uh, yeah. So, but then, but she's leaving. She's moving back to England. Therefore, yeah, I need a new like a Kate. Oh. That's what's so nice about it. Is like, 
I don't, I think in sobriety, when you like see that you connect with a person, it's a little bit easier. And yeah, you have to have yes. that like weird, do you want to make cookies moment? Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't to- used to have when you were drinking alcohol because you would just be hammered to be like, I love you. Yes, you know? I know. Yeah. Like, no, you're so pretty. You're so pretty. You don't understand. You don't understand. Will you be my friend? Yeah. So yeah. No, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I feel like also the older that you get, like we're in our thirties. And so yeah. it, it's just hard. I don't know. I guess you like need to have like extracurricular activities. Uh, mm-hmm. They help at least. <sighs> yeah. I don't know, ma'am. I'll let you know totally. when I figure that out. <laughs> okay. I mean, do you, what is a pre- prerequisite for being your friend? Are you like, focused on like just sober people or is it more like (laughs) okay tell me what's on the list yeah Kate, what's on your list Uh, she doesn't know i mean i just feel like you can't be an asshole but your friends are me yeah but you're not an asshole yes i am no you like make yourself out to be an asshole sometimes you're not okay well do you do you like like jess was asking do you only want sober friends no. I don't care about that. I just feel like you have to yeah. have like one droplet of self awareness so that you're yeah. not like a total asshole. Yeah, you know I agree. I, yeah, definitely. Like you don't have to be sober, to, but it helps. Mm-hmm. Or just like not be a heavy drinker because I feel it's like all my even, friends were such heavy drinkers. It's not even the like yeah. drinking or not drinking. It's like the empathy for maybe somebody doing something other than making the choices that you make, right? Yeah. Like just having oh, the space God. to be like, oh. You don't do the same shit as me, but that's okay. Yeah. We can just like a mutual respect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's fucking respect at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yes. Oh my God. Like when you get people that are still like, oh, you want to like go out and get like, it's like, well, why would I want to do that? Like that doesn't make me enough to know. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I mean, on the other hand, it's. Yeah, but I guess, like, on the other hand, it's still nice to be included, but it's also just, like, know your audience. Yeah. You know, I've got this one girl that I know that would send me photos of her doing shots and stuff, and it's like, why are you sending what? me this? Like, <laughs> don't even get – it was a coworker. Um, yeah. She just didn't get it, I guess. And it's like, I don't want to yeah. see this. Like, it's well, kind of weird. something that, like, you know, when I, I didn't really, like, come out to my family – super hard but you know i told my sister like i'm not drinking anymore and it didn't really resonate but then i told her about the podcast and she started listening Ah. to the podcast and i went home Mm. like for holiday or whatever and like the whole fridge was stocked with seltzer little things that just like show you respect you know what i mean that like she it resonated there was something in her that was like oh you know she she means a lot to me she wanted to show up for me so she bought some fucking seltzer it's like things like that that like you don't have to like go above and beyond to be a friend. You just have to be like a normal, receptive human being. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, I love that. That's so sweet. She's a good sister. I have yeah, good sisters. She is. <laughs> um, nice. Okay. So how did you guys come together to do the podcast? Like how was the squad formed? Well, um, so our producer, Hambone, I have known for probably like six or seven years and he uh has been producing podcasts and he and i went to um a live recording of a podcast the my favorite murder and 
he uh, asked me if I wanted to do a podcast because he is just trying to produce them. And I kind of like in my head, in the back of my mind knew I wanted to be like, yeah, I want to do a sober one, but I didn't want to like, yeah, I was still kind of like shy about it. So I waited until like the next day when he reached out again. He's like, I'm serious. Like if you want to, if you have any ideas, let me know. And I said to him, like, you know, I feel like there's, not enough sober or like sobriety podcasts, especially for people that aren't super like religious and or younger and women. And I feel like that would be really good because I feel like it's lacking. And I would like to, since there's like not too many that I listen to, I would like to create one. And he was on board. So I'm like, all right, let me ask Kate. And she was down. I was so excited okay. to be in the squad. And that's pretty much that. <laughs> we like went to a diner, chatted about it, mm-hmm. and started started it. And that's pretty much that. And I it's that's enjoyable. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so shout much out to fun. Hambone because sure. he is the master behind all of it. That's so awesome. I love that. So and then tell me about the store. You guys have a store as well. Yeah, so we got really annoyed with how many like rose all day t shirt slash merchandises yeah. merchandise. Oh yeah. my god. Tequila and tacos. And so, you know, I have a background in art direction and retail marketing and merchandising. And so okay. we just thought we could put a little collection together of, you know, some more thoughtful, sober minded merch. Um that could kind of compete against the like whiskey forevers. T-shirts and tampons of the world. And I don't know. I mean, even kind of tying back to your last question about how we got started, like I wasn't super comfortable or confident to talk about my sobriety really until Jess and I got together to start recording the podcast. It wasn't, I never really felt super like strong in it until, you know, we started telling our stories and in turn, we got to hear a lot of other people's stories. And I think, yeah. That made me feel even stronger. And like now I'm even proud to wear like a hangover suck t-shirt, yeah. and, you know, and have a yeah. Celtic Squad sticker on my, you know, on my, on my like notebooks and whatever that it. You don't you feel know, so alone. Yeah. You don't feel alone. And also like, I do think sober is being cool now. I, I do think being sober is cool. Like yeah. I used to feel really ashamed of it. And now it's like given me everything amazing in my life. And, you know, if you're fucking ballsy enough to wear like a i love mommy juice t-shirt then like i can be (laughs) yeah jesus a hangover stuck a hangover stuck t-shirt you know so i think it was just important to like you know like in creating our podcast and you creating your podcast it's like an equalizer of championing the the good sides of sobriety and so you know both jess and i are visual people we're both artists and so it made the most sense to us to kind of create merch that looks the way we want it to look for, for our squad. And that's been really fun. Actually, that was kind of something we were really yeah. planning on, but yeah. it's been a lot of fun. We got a lot of requests for it. And so we were like, okay, yeah, cool. we want to like, we're going to expand and do more. Yeah. I think we've got a couple of t-shirts and like hats and stuff now, but we definitely want to like take it further because uh, people like wearing sobriety shirts as much as they like wearing Rose all day. So it's, yeah. it's good. It's exciting. It's fun. It's cute seeing everyone like wearing them and tagging mm-hmm. us in their pictures. I love it. I love the pink hangover suck t-shirt. It's so cute. <laughs> That's our best seller, like, actually. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. adorable. 
It's so cute. And it's like, and you guys, it's so simple though. It's like hangovers, they do, they yeah. suck. Like, why would you want one? They super suck. Yeah. Oh my and God. And you can wear it if you're drinking too, because they still suck regardless <laughs> if you're true. not drinking or you are drinking. I don't, I've yeah. never met a hangover I liked. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> never. Oh my God. At all. That's so cool. <laughs> Oh, I, I love I, that's so cute. And you have a little promo code for our listeners today. We do. Um, so if you guys yeah. go to our website, seltzersquadshop.com and enter sober girls, you'll get 20% off your first order. Um, so you Woo! can, I don't, you, I'm sure you do show notes, but I'll give you all this information in the show notes. Um, just remember Perfect. promo code sober girls. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, okay, one last question to round it up here. What advice would you give to anyone listening to our podcast today? Either thinking of getting sober or in their sobriety. Maybe they have that little, you know, inner voice saying like, oh, I'm cured. What advice mm -hmm. would you give to them? That's tricky. Let's see. God, that's a I mean, my only advice on that is that if you think you have a problem, you probably have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Explore that a little further. Yeah. I feel like there's no, there's no right or wrong way as far as getting sober, as long as you're doing it and making healthy choices for yourself and for the people around you. Um, mm. I think that just being patient, I think a lot of people expect, uh, the FOMO and, all that to go away quickly. And they're like, well, why, you know, and it's like, you just have to be patient because it's going to take time and, you know, pick up a new hobby or get a new pet. Or like, there's so many like things that you can do, whether it be little or, or, um, or large, just to kind of mm -hmm. change your routine up a little bit. And then just try to, you know, just keep busy for me trying to stay off social media helped. Um, read books. I listen to a lot of audiobooks mm -hmm. and I listen to a lot mm -hmm. of podcasts when going, when getting sober because oftentimes it's just you and your friend group that's getting sober and you don't really have anyone to commiserate with or, you know, to, that understands what you're going through. So I feel like listening to podcasts makes you feel like you're talking with friends or hanging out with friends, at least for me. And mm -hmm. so that's what I did mostly. I just like read a lot of books. Uh, the temper has like the, a great, you know, blog and great articles. Find, um, just like-minded people, whether it be in real life or online, because mm -hmm. I feel like that's going to be your best. I mean, if, at least if you're like me who didn't have any sober friends, mm -hmm. besides from Kate, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think that, you know, if you, it's hard to imagine your life without alcohol, right? Like it's hard to think about it, but if you, if you only knew how good your life could become, yeah. people would be doing it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I know. I feel like we are, we're like a secret society. Like we just figured it out. Like, oh, shit. yeah. Like this is the secret sauce to life. Yes. Cool. Yes. No. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. No, you don't get it. <laughs> no, you don't get it. No, you don't yeah. get it. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like cool. a lot of people, You're if you're not ready, you're not ready. You, yeah. you can't force it and it, it sucks, but that's just the way it is. Cause I feel like a lot of people beat themselves up if they like relapse and they put so much pressure on themselves and it's like, 
you know, it's relapse can be part, it's part of, it's part of getting sober. Like don't beat yourself up about it, but just like, all right, pick yourself up, shake yourself off, start over again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Don't drink. Um, but yeah, for me, it was just like finding sober Instagram, sober podcasts, sober books, et cetera. That's, that's what helped me in the mm -hmm. beginning and watching movies and eating dominoes. Okay. <laughs> okay. What, um, what in particular, like online, who are you following? Oh my gosh. We follow so many. There's so many. I mean, there's at Holly, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. she started the temper. Um, what else? God, there, I mean, there's really so many. I have to think of their names. There's like, uh, sober Saturdays. Mm -hmm. I follow a lot of like, oh, yeah. uh, sober, yeah, sober bars. Um, like there's seltzer sobriety remember i think her name is seltzer sobriety i don't remember. yeah um uh i can't you're putting me on the spot here i can't, I can't like rattle <laughs> yeah. i think when i think okay. back to when i got sober i listened to a lot of memoirs yeah um, okay on audiobooks because yeah. it's kind of like somebody telling me their story so it was like i love that too i had a friend like blackout um yeah, what walks girl walks out is my favorite that's by lisa smith yeah um, okay. I think there's one called Smashed. Smashed. Oh, I haven't listened to that one yet. Um, but yeah, I I love. Nothing good could come from this. Is a new one by yeah. Christy Coltier. I think I just wanted to hear people going through it, and then you know, essentially what this yeah. what our podcast do is like yeah. showing the going through process and showing the other side. Yeah, for me, um, I don't particularly care for AA. But what I did, like, I've gone to meetings here and there. I was never consistent with it. I don't go anymore, but my favorite part was just hearing people's stories mm -hmm. when people share. So that's what I feel yeah. like. It's like that part without all the God stuff mm -hmm. for, for me. Okay. And you don't have to leave your house. It's <laughs> just nice. Perfect. Pajamas yeah. and dominoes it is. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. And in the, the very first podcast we, I listened to was home. Same. Yeah. Which is Laura McCowan and Holly Whitaker. Mm -hmm. Uh, which doesn't exist cool. anymore. And then that's kind of how Seltzer Squad was born was because, well, well, this doesn't exist anymore. So let's do our own. Yeah. And then along the way Perfect. when doing that, that's when we found like your podcast and uh, Recovery so Rocks and so many other, you know, just kind of snowballs like, oh, wait. And then there's this yeah. one and this one. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about like iTunes and stuff is that it will send, it'll give you recommendations. It's like, oh, Apple, you get me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's so nice to have all these resources now. It's like, yeah, it's amazing. Seriously, though, it's like, how can you not? How can you not get sober? It's great. And that's the thing. Now it's like, like it's so. Being, it's like cool to be sober now. It, there's, it's like so easy media, now. It's like, yeah, there's so many yeah. celebrities that you've like found out are now like they talk about being sober now, but they've been sober for like twelve plus years. Like, you know, like Bradley yeah. Cooper, for example, or something like. Who knew? Now we know. Totally. Uh yeah. So I think that. It's not as taboo, which I think is amazing. And we need a hashtag like me too, like sober up or something. <laughs> we'll oh my out. god, totally. <laughs> <laughs> sober, sober time. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> That's funny. Trending. Mm -hmm. I don't have Twitter, yeah. so whatever. <laughs> I don't do Twitter either. It's too much writing. Uh -uh. Too much. I don't care. Too much. I, I don't can't. care. No. Yeah. Mm -mm. <laughs> well thank you guys so much where can everyone find you online well let's see uh where we seltzer squad.com yep and okay. at seltzer squad on instagram 
Yeah. No. So, no. Ancestor Squad Pod. Yeah. Squad Pod. <laughs> on, Instagram. on Instagram. And um, okay. You can find our show notes in the link in our bio on Instagram. You can go to seltersquadshop.com or seltersquad.com. Either yeah. way, you'll find us. Yeah. Right? If you basically, if you like search Seltzer Squad, mm-hmm. you'll find us. Just yeah. Google me. And thank you so much for having us. Oh my God. On. Thank you this so, so much. much. Love it. No, thank you, girls. You guys are hilarious. I love your just like fresh approach to everything. It's so fun and so oh, needed. Thank you. You know, everyone Yay. gets so Our serious. Is that we're not trying fun. to be role models. We're just trying to hang out. Yeah, which is very true. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. In pajamas. I love that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Well, thank you guys so, so much. How sweet are these girls? I literally just want to hang out in my pajamas with them and eat dominoes. Case closed. They're even sweeter because they gave our listeners a 20% off promo code for their amazing merch. So you can head over to seltzersquadshop.com and get yourself 20% off a Hangover Suck t-shirt or a dad cap or whatever else you fancy. As always, thank you so much for your love and support. Couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to rate, comment, subscribe to the podcast. Love hearing what you guys have to say. Follow us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girls Guide. And don't forget to check out the blog. Lots of events, how-tos, even a guide to Vegas. Yes, booze-free experiences in Viva Las Vegas, baby. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.